Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest podcast. Again, we're winding down the year, and I thought I'd just share some things that have happened uh, around us, to us, and maybe things you read in the newspaper, and uh, then I'll talk a little bit about uh, dual-source scanning. And uh, I was in New York last week. This is a true story. I was speaking at a uh, cardiac meeting uh, um, at the New York Academy of Medicine, and I came into New York the night before to have dinner with my daughter, and some of you may know that I do keep kosher, and so I always go to this place called the Prime Grill, and maybe it'll give me a discount if I mention it on the phone. It's like 49th between Park and Lexington, but nevertheless, I went there. It was jam-packed. It was like 9 o'clock at night, and as I'm waiting for my table, they call the few people, and the person they call is Sasha Cohn, and I looked. There is Sasha Cohn. That's, you know, Borat. He wasn't in his Borat costume. He was just like, you know, his regular uh, Sasha Cohn uh, appearance. And he was with Elsie Fisher. That's that girl who was in um, Wedding Crashes, that really good-looking redhead who was very, very funny. And I wanted to get their autographs, but my daughter and her friend said, do not walk over there. Do not annoy those people. They were sitting a good five feet from me. There I was. They were eating steak. I was eating steak. But I didn't get over there. Anyway. That's my celebrity spotting for the week. I actually thought he got up once. I thought he was coming by to get my autograph, but <laughs> I guess that wasn't the case. Um, what else? Melissa, be quiet back there. Um, so, that's Melissa. Um, other thing is I will comment that I've been flying Southwest Airlines lately. I had to give a few talks. And Southwest Airlines, I never like to fly them because you know you, there's no first-class upgrades. And I figure I get all these points, I might as well go first-class. But... Uh, in Baltimore, they've taken over 70% of the market, and their terminal is really nice. So I had to fly southwest a couple of places. It's really kind of hilarious because, you know, it's at ABC. There's no seats. So people run on like it's the Olympics. They fill up the plane in five minutes. You leave early. And then the people, um, the stewardess, whatever they are, are all fairly young, and they just kind of just jabber. Like they'll say something like, uh, okay, you know, um, Here's the, the emergency thing is the, the oxygen falls down and you have two kids. Pick the one that's smarter. Give them the oxygen first. You know, things like that. Anyway, you have to be there. But um, it, it is kind of interesting. The other thing I noticed is like I'm sure all of you read this stuff with Britney Spears kind of missing parts of her clothing. And I guess I guess the good news my daughter sent me uh, from Britney Spears' website that she's going to Victoria's Secret. So I just thought I would share that with you. I also did hear one joke. I heard two really funny jokes at RSNA. The first one that was really funny, I totally forgot what it is, so I can't tell it to you. But here's the second one. Uh, this traveling salesman comes home from a trip, and he sees his son riding around in a new 30-speed bicycle. And he said, where'd you get that bicycle? Where'd you get the money to buy such an expensive bike? He goes, well, I got this from hiking. I earned the money hiking. So he goes, how do you earn money hiking? He goes, well, when you were gone the past two weeks, Mr. Smith came by every night, and whenever he saw me, he told me to take a hike. He gave me 50 bucks. All right. Tough crowd here. Anyway, um, what else? So much for the, the humor. I think I'll have to use a laugh track to get some. That's a really good joke. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you about our experience a little bit with dual-source CT. I've uh, been doing dual-source CT scanning for about a month. So I will say, you know, in many ways, dual-source is basically 64-slice. And in fact, um, you use it often as a 64-slice scanner, so the protocols are not all that different, except, of course, when you get to cardiac. When you get to cardiac, you're using both X-ray tubes, 
you're basically making it to what one might call a 128 slice scanner. Uh, the tempo resolution is a critical thing. Then we're at 83 milliseconds. We've been doing many patients with elevated heart rates, arrhythmias, and the like, and they've been coming out great. So all of the hype that relates to the um, dual-source scanning for heart rates in 80s and 90s and 70s really is true. So we've had very good results. So I am pleased with that. We are working on some issues with dose, uh, dosing, compared to classic 64 slices, probably 20% lower, but it's not going to be 50% in most patients. So you can be thinking 20%. The dosing on CT is, of course, something we speak about a lot. And one of the things that was uh, really shown in RSNA, uh, GE as well as Siemens spoke about dose significantly. And GE showed on their new XT, for example, that in select patients with certain heart rates, with lower heart rates, that is, uh, where you weren't worried about functional imaging and you just wanted to look at the coronaries, you could do prospective uh, gating and lower the dose substantially under 5 millisieverts. They showed some cases under 3 millisieverts. So I think what is very important for us to recognize is the vendors are paying a lot of attention to dose. It's one of the critical issues in CT, and I am very impressed, whether it's 20% or 50%, how much the dose has been pushed down literally just over the past year. So that indeed is also very exciting. And um, the dual energy is not really ready for prime time yet. I think March will be ready for prime time, and we're looking very much forward to that. Uh, I think uh, whether it's in coronaries or it's in stone disease or just vascular applications, that indeed uh, will be very, very attractive. I also will tell you that we've been using uh, WebSpace, which is in space on the web, uh, for the past month or so, and that really works very nicely. It's amazing how people decide uh, on a thin client how it changes the practice, whether it's giving conference with real-time 3D or it's doing teleradiology from home. I think it is very exciting, and um, again, it will continue to change. I have no doubt that long-term, everything we do will be web-based. So the classic workstation... Uh, may not exist or will evolve, but I think applications will be ubiquitous across the network. Uh, Web-based is really the way things are going. And when you speak to some of the vendors, some are showing some suggestions of that. Others are making the point that probably that is the future. So it's something to be aware of. I think for radiologists, it is good because it does decrease the cost and increase the distribution and capabilities. Again, it also does take 3D imaging outside of radiology. It takes it into the entire enterprise, which, as we've discussed before, has its potential issues. But again, as we always say, the only way to maintain control is to be the master of the domain. And so excellence hopefully will be rewarded. And with that, let me stop and wish you a nice afternoon. Thanks a lot.